Still no Speaker of the House. What this means for Israel and a looming government shutdown deadline that could affect a lot of paychecks. Record heat right around the corner. Just how high temperatures go and some rain returning in first warning weather. And school finance proposal from Texas Democrats. What it all entails. Well, after a day of confusion and discussion, Jim Jordan says he is not giving up on the race for House Speaker. Thanks for joining us at 5. I'm Daniel Marine. And I'm Britt Moreno. The Ohio congressman failed to win the speakership in two votes. Jordan appeared to back one plan for a path forward, but as Alice Barr reports, that all changed. A shift in strategy to kick the House of Representatives back into action after more than two weeks without a speaker appeared to hit another wall today. The current nominee, Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, initially backed a plan to temporarily empower the interim speaker, Patrick McHenry, enabling the House to pass critical legislation while Republicans work to get on the same page. But after a lengthy closed-door huddle with GOP members, Jordan said there was too much opposition. We made the pitch to um, members on the resolution as a way to lower the temperature and get back to work. Uh, we decided that wasn't where we're going to go. Other Republicans say the plan to empower McHenry isn't dead, but Republicans can't come together. There's other folks who just want to see it dead. So they come out and tell you all it's dead. Uh, you know, it's, it's a live motion that can be filed, or a petition that can be filed at any time. I think there's, there's a number of options and they're going to hammer those out. But people keep leaving us, so I don't think that there's a, a, enough people there to, to make that kind of decision. Moderates in both parties had expressed support. So that we can start moving our appropriations bills, aid to Israel, deal with the crisis in Ukraine, and our border. This is imperative. It's a national security issue, international security issue now at this point. Chairman Jordan not backing down. I'm still running for speaker, and I plan to go to the floor uh, and get the votes and win this race. A deeply divided House striving for a solution to get back to the work of the American people. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And a reminder tonight, what's at stake without a speaker? Congress can't pass any bills, so that means no vote on aid for Israel, Ukraine, or the border. And in the coming weeks, a government shutdown deadline looms, meaning no paychecks for millions of Americans. Sidney Powell, an ex-attorney for former President Donald Trump, took a plea deal today in the Georgia election interference case. Powell pleaded guilty to six misdemeanor counts and agreed to serve six years of probation, pay a $6,000 fine, and pay $2,700 in restitution to the state of Georgia. She also agreed to submit an apology letter to the citizens of Georgia and to testify against her co-defendants, including the former president. Powell was one of 19 people named in Fulton County District Attorney's Pani Willis's indictment. Israeli airstrikes continue to pound Hamas, targets across the Gaza Strip, including parts of the south that Israel had declared as safe zones. Israeli forces say they've hit missile launch sites, tunnels used by Hamas, and intelligence and operations structures. Now they also say 10 Hamas leaders have been, quote, eliminated. This as Egyptian authorities are still working out logistics 
for a delivery of humanitarian aid. That includes food, water and medicine going into Gaza with Israel's permission. UN officials say they would need 100 trucks a day to fill the need on the ground there in Gaza. Another U.S. journalist has been detained in Russia. Alsu Komersheva, a dual uh, Russian-American reporter with Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, was detained yesterday while waiting for her the return of her passports. Now, her employer, which is a U.S. government-funded media company, says Komersheva has been charged with failure to register as a foreign agent. That's a designation Russia requires of any organizations or people it perceives as receiving foreign funding. It's also been used as a way to target journalists and people who speak out against the Kremlin. Now this charge carries a maximum sentence of five years in prison and it comes after Wall Street journalist reporter, uh, Wall Street Journal reporter I should say, Evan Gershkovich was arrested on espionage charges back in March. He faces up to 20 years if convicted. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, our warming trend accelerated today as many of us spiked into the middle and upper 80s under beautiful sunny skies. What a blue sky it is up in Granite Shoals west of Austin. Whittlesey camera out there reading 87 degrees. Temperatures like that pretty common across the area. This is certainly warmer than normal for autumn. 85 in Giddings, 86 degrees in Austin. At least it's not humid. This kind of feels like a Phoenix 86 instead of a Houston 86. Humidity is bone dry. 20% or lower in many areas from Austin westward. Coming up, I'll show you some of the hottest late October temperatures we have ever seen in Austin in the forecast tomorrow. Also a look at this weekend when the clouds come back and when we may see a couple inches of rain right here in Central Texas. All right, David, thank you very much. Today, Texas House Democrats unveiled a major school finance package to increase funding to public schools and teachers. And this all comes as House Republicans negotiate behind the scenes to get support for Governor Abbott's education savings account program, which would create create taxpayer-funded accounts at private schools for Texas families to use to help pay for tuition and other costs. Our Capitol correspondent Monica Madden has more on the negotiations behind the scenes. We have a school funding emergency in this state. House Democrats announcing a sweeping school finance package Thursday. It would increase the basic allotment for public schools and raise teacher pay by $15,000, amongst other funding boosts. While House Republicans work on their school finance bill, Democrats have been clear. They're standing united against vouchers. They will not vote yes to an education savings account bill, also referred to as school vouchers. Instead of passing a voucher scam, why don't we just fully fund our neighborhood schools so that everyone can thrive? And Democrats aren't the only ones opposed, with at least 24 Republicans who have been against ESAs in the past. I don't see the appetite in House District 18 in rural Texas for a voucher. It'll never be rained back in. With a rural district, Representative Ernest Bales is steadfast in his belief. We have to do what is best for the kids that need our love the most, and that is to have a very well-funded, very productive, very functional public education system. Behind closed doors, key Republican negotiators are trying to put together a package that appeases all of the holdouts. The question is, will it be enough? It will be relatively broad and include a significant amount of money for public schools. Representative James Frank is hopeful adding public school funding to the ESA bill will get everyone on board if the governor adds that to the special session call. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. At the end of the day, public funds are supposed to be used for a public purpose, which is educating children. And all of the funds that we're talking about in any program are used to educate children. The governor's not going to expand the call, so I don't see that realistically going anywhere. 
Monica Madden, KXAN News. And Republican stakeholders tell us they are finalizing the details of their education savings account bill, which could be filed any day now. Going in depth, the Arkansas Department of Education has released a report showing how much money is going into that state's Education Freedom Account program. Nearly 4,800 students have received funding to attend private schools. Each got about $6,700. However, only 55 students out of the 4,800 came from F-rated schools. The report also shows a majority of the students with an account were already in private schools. An attorney who sued the state says this is proof the program is isn't working the way it should. State lawmakers say the accounts are meant to benefit more than just public school students. A New York City subway shover is behind bars. The injuries he's caused to several people. And just who lives in the hottest parts of Central Texas? Take a look here. How many construction sites have work right outside your door? We examine some of the zip codes with the most apartments going up and nationwide. The suspect who allegedly pushed a woman onto the tracks at a New York City subway station was arrested after he was connected to a second attack at the very same station. 39-year-old Sabir Jones was brought into custody by Newark police outside of Newark Penn Station, where he was said to be panhandling. He's accused of pushing a woman onto the tracks as a train was leaving, leading her to strike the moving train and suffering a severe head injury. She is expected to be okay. Police confirm another man's story that he was attacked by Jones on the same platform around the same time. The victim in that incident said he stepped off the train and was heading to school when he was punched from behind in the face. He suffered a broken jaw that required him to undergo surgery. Well, some Austin area zip codes are booming in popularity. So much so, five of our zip codes rank in the top 50 on a list of areas with the most apartments being built nationwide. It's all according to a new study by Rent Cafe. This map on our website shows the areas in that study. And Pflugerville's 78660 ranks highest locally with over 3,800 new apartments being built between 2018 and 2022. That puts it at number 20 on the national list. Three Austin zip codes and one in San Marcos also made the list. Each added more than 3,200 apartments. You can view this interactive story by our digital data reporter, Christopher Adams, under this story over at KXAN.com. Coming up tonight is game four of the ALCS, another round of the Rangers taking on the Astros. A live report from Arlington with what's in store. And a big swing in temperature with, these, with this dry air in place today from a cooler than normal morning at the airport at 53 to a very warm day almost hitting 90. Wait until you see the heat we've got tomorrow, but also some rain coming next. It was weeks before her family understood she's vanished. She, the star of the family, the young pregnant mother, the one with all the possibilities. The search for her was intense, and it even went national, and it also went nowhere. And then, it was years later, when a detective was called to a hospital bed, a state over, and the woman in that bed told him a story that just might solve a mystery. Tonight on Dateline. The Texas Rangers host game four of the American League Championship Series and they'll do so under the Texas sky. The Globe Life Field roof will be open for tonight's game. Our Tobin McDuff is in Arlington to explain why having the roof open is such a big deal. Hey Tobin. 
Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I'll tell you what. This is just going to be the 12th time this season the Globe Life Field roof has been open. The first time since May 21st, nearly five months ago. And the stats, well, take a look at this. The Texas Rangers are 7-4 and four this season with the roof open, averaging eight and a half runs per game in those games. So tonight could be featuring some high-powered offenses. We haven't had the roof open in a while because um, it's so hot here in Texas, but uh, it should be fun. I mean, you get to look up and see the sky instead of the roof. That's really only the, the only difference. It's going to be a beautiful night. Uh, it's a beautiful ballpark with the roof open. I think you'll see that. So, no, we I think we've had it open maybe 10, 12 times this year. I don't know the number, but, no, it's, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, so they seem to be downplaying the fact that the roof's going to be open and the offense is that much better. They average more than three runs per game more when the roof is open. Andrew Heaney takes the hill tonight for the Texas Rangers. Jose Urquidy for the Houston Astros. Game time temperature expected to be 78 degrees. I'm Tobin McDuff at Globe Life Field in Arlington. All right, thank you so much, Tobin. And you know the superstitious, diehard baseball fans will right. say something good's going right. to happen because uh -huh. the roof is open, yeah. something bad is going to happen. You know, with these warm temperatures, though, there's actually a little science behind it. Oh. Baseballs can fly farther mm. because the air is less dense, so there's wow. less air kind of getting in the way of that home run. We'll okay. see what happens. Oh, my goodness. You just teed it up for us all. We're excited. <laughs> teed it up? Is that oh, a baseball? Different sport. Uh, let's go outside, guys. It's sunny. It's warm here in central Texas. 86 right now on the Austonian weather cam. Temperatures have been steadily climbing for several days now, and they do not stop tomorrow. The pollen count, pretty similar to where it's been. Fall elm, mold, and ragweed are all low, trending in various directions. Beautiful clear skies from Arlington all the way down here to San Antonio and Austin. High pressure ridge, kind of like that summer heat dome, but a weaker version, thank goodness, in late October. This is building on top of us right now, and it kind of peaks in intensity tomorrow into Saturday. This means, yes, temperatures get a lot hotter. Upper 80s right now, a nice cool night tonight. This dry air allows for big swings from daytime to nighttime of 30, 35 degrees. That means we'll wake up in the upper 50s in rural valleys, kind of like today, closer to 60, we think, tomorrow in Austin. But enjoy the morning with your long sleeves on because tomorrow afternoon you can go to the pool. You can go to Barton Springs if you would like. Middle and upper 90s with sunshine and very low humidity air. As we talked about yesterday, our forecast high of 97 would be unheard of October 20th or later. The hottest temperatures we've ever seen so late in the year currently stands at 95 on tomorrow's date from just a few years ago in 2019. I think we'll top that. Obviously, that'll be a daily record high as well. Another record high possible at COTA for Formula One qualifying rounds on Saturday. Fortunately, though, on Sunday, our forecast is trending a little cloudier and therefore a little bit cooler. Still a little warm for late October, but 89 no chance of rain right now for Formula One races. Hopefully that's a little bit more comfortable if you're heading out there at 2 o'clock Sunday. The clouds actually thicken up this weekend because of a major hurricane right now that's kind of heading our way. Let me explain. A really large and uh, beautiful-looking Hurricane Norma. It's Category 3, close to a Category 4 intensity right now. What we're thinking happens with Norma is that she weakens a little bit, clips Cabo San Lucas for the tourists there this weekend, and then sends some moisture our way. There's still a little bit of uncertainty in how this goes down on Monday. Some computer models keep that tropical moisture in West Texas, meaning little rain here. We're a little more convinced in what you see here. A lot of models trending a bit wetter in our area, so rain could start Monday morning. 
That uncertain round one of rain happens on Monday, regardless of what happens with what's left of Hurricane Norma. We've got a different source of rain beginning on Tuesday. A big storm system, a trough in the jet stream, builds in from the west coast. This kind of keeps us in a favorable pattern for on and off rain and storms Tuesday, Wednesday, and maybe even into Thursday, at least early in the morning. Now, it's not going to rain for four straight days, but a few rounds of rain next week could yield one to two inches of rain across much of the area. This is trending in a good direction. It's not going to fix the drought, but we'll take it and we will keep you advised as the details become a bit clearer. Tonight's forecast, about a quarter of a moon, light winds and beautiful temperatures, 59 with that nice dry, cool air. Tomorrow, hard to believe, 97 is our forecast, easily a record high with a light west wind downsloping from the hill country. 97 is a record Friday, 95 would be another record high on Saturday. But here come the clouds Sunday and here comes some periods of storms next week. Chances of rain are high, 50 to 60 percent Monday through Wednesday. No cold front coming with that one, so notice how warm those those morning lows are near 70. That could be a humid but hopefully wet period for us. Austin police are letting us know how Austin city limits went for them. Check it out. APD arrested 15 people, responded to 367 calls for service, and took 206 offense reports over both those weekends. There were also over 100 theft reports from both weekends. Officers arrested people for a handful of crimes, including assault on public servant, criminal trespass, and assault with injury. A popular streaming service is raising its prices again. We'll tell you how much it's going to cost to watch some of your favorite shows. From Israel tonight, I speak to Americans on both sides of the Gaza-Israel border, one family facing the brutal reality that a beloved grandmother and her granddaughter, thought to have been captured, are dead. Plus, the worrisome signs of where this is going on Nightly News. Well, attention streamers, Netflix has raised some of its subscription prices again. The platform increased its premium ad-free plan by $3 per month to $22.99. The OneStream basic plan will also increase to $11.99. All the other plans, including the entry-level $6.99 ad-supported tier, will keep the same monthly rates. Netflix reported a 9% year-over-year increase in average pay to memberships, adding over 8 million subscribers last quarter. The company attributes some of that growth to its password-sharing crackdown. The Olympic headquarters has been raided, and according to the organizers of the Paris 2024 Olympics, it was raided by the country's national financial prosecutor. The raids were part of an investigation into contracts related to illegal taking of interest and favoritism. Olympic organizers are cooperating with the investigation, and the Olympics are scheduled to take place July 26th through August 11th of 2024. We'll have all the action right here on NBC with our own Jayla Washington reporting from Paris. Well, a Rhode Island man is taking his Halloween decor to the grave. Outside of his home, he shows off some gravestones for dead businesses that are gone but not forgotten. The gravestones have death dates on them and the company's logos like Radio Shack and Blockbuster. <laughs> and because Toys R Us is making its comeback, he has hands coming out of the ground in front of that one. Now, he's been doing this for the last three years and has visiting hours for people to come check it out up until Halloween. I remember calling Blockbuster on Friday <laughs> saying, can you just hold it exactly. for me? <laughs> Tonight on KXAN, it's Law & Order SVU at 7, followed by Transplant at 8 and Dateline at 9. Then we're back with more news at 10. Or you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here is where to find us.